0: Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I'm here with Lance in the office, Psycho. Glad to have you here. You have two offices. You get to decide the office 60 feet away or the office right above your head. He is in the office now. I am Al, regular guy, Gore. We have a great show for you. Talk about what's happening in the architectural industry. Some good advice that we've gotten (laughs) and uh, some terrible advice that we've gotten actually. Uh, my conspiracy theory on the fed. Uh, and we have Nick back with Nick Reeds And of course, are jeopardy? I've got the bat.
1: What do I got here? I got some reads first. We got to yeah. pay
0: the bills. Of course we got to pay the bills. So bear
1: with us here. Can't find the product data you're looking for, you might be using the wrong search engine. Broad search results, searches result in consumer products, out of date information, and websites that hide or don't have the information you're looking for. If you need specifications, CAD or BIM, RCAT.com is your search engine. Find and download the up to date data you need fast. RCAT.com is free and requires no registration, so try arcat.com. That's A R C A T.com. Check them out. Uh, Last, and certainly not least, I need you guys to head over. Check out Duratherm. Go to durathermwindow.com today. Duratherm defines a category of all wood, completely custom hardwood windows and doors that deliver on your architect's vision, and everyone knows it. Al knows it. You know it. That is why they refuse to rest in the laurels, and while Duratherm brand is built upon their expertise in wood windows, they are proud to announce the introduction of a clad exterior feature for their windows. Learn more at
0: durathermwindow.com. Al Gore. If you want the tools, tactics, strategies, and theories about how to build a profitable architecture or engineering firm, go to buildabetterco.com, buildabetterco.com. Watch the free training where you can learn how to do exactly that from yours truly and through other people that we've uh, transformed their firms as well. Buildabetterco.com. Bad news
1: for for commercial real estate. Architects report a big drop in
0: business. Published
1: on October 18th. I'm on the CNBC.com here. And the key points. Architecture firms reported a sharp drop in business in September, indicating that the commercial real estate, sec- real estate market could experience more pain soon. Commercial real estate has been hit with a double whammy. Return to office is slow? Work from home, people. Looking at you. And interest rates are high, so it kind of sucks in that sort of way. Uh, the one point, the other part I wanted to point out from the article, the AIA forward slash Dell Tech architecture building index dropped to 44.8 in September, the lowest score since December 2020 during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. Any score below 50 indicates worsening business conditions. The score shows a growing number of architecture firms are reporting a drop in billings.
0: So I went to that. Yep. Um, and you can see it right here. Everything oh, yeah. Everything is down. Everything's in the red. Yep. Um, current even from last month it was down a little bit, but just a slight drop last month and an even bigger drop, uh, drop this month. They also, as part of that survey, they asked people for their feedback. So mm-hmm. I'll just read a couple of these. Um, uh, so this is a quote from a sixty-three person firm in the Midwest nationally business conditions remain about the same as 2022 locally and in traditionally larger metro areas business conditions are spotty um yeah larger metro it really sounds
1: about right it is spotty it's spotty it's just it's just like a chart that's a little up and
0: down it's kind of steady that's yeah and 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 we're going to give our take after i read a couple of these um Here's another one. We are okay because of one project that we wanted. 2019 is finally getting started. If it was not wow. for that project, we would have no work. Five person firm in the south. Man, it better be a big project. You better have a big CA. That is insane. That is insane.
1: Yep. Five person firm from the south that we don't know who we hope we're listening to the show because my God. Why are you putting all your, why, architects, uh, once again, the, the eggs in one basket. You know, later on in the show, we're going to talk about, I uh, am part of a panel, I'm a panelist for the AIA of Colorado, and it's called the Future of Architecture. And this is part of what I'm showing them, is that uh, our diversity as entrepreneurs, first and foremost, you know, architect is builder, architect is architect, architect is developer, architect is podcaster, architect is lecturer, all, all, architect as creating online courses to diversify your business diversity, that kind of diversity
0: is your strength. But, but okay. Why aren't people taking leads and <laughs> leads creation extremely seriously? So like if mm. you were ever interested in the course, that's like literally the new edition nice. about how to get leads, how to pursue them. Like yeah. it's a whole system. Um, there's theory behind it. There's structure behind it. There's strategy Systems. behind it. There's tr- tracking behind it. Like this is your job as a leader 100%. is to get leads. Pound that pavement. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. Go to, I mean, go to build co.com. You can also email me if you're interested and, and we can talk about it. Um, uh, AKG at F nine productionscom And
1: share this podcast with your friends and, and colleagues who have not listened to it yet. And are just tired of hearing we're, us preach about it. Like for example, with Thumbtack, I it gets crapped on all the time about these lead generation services. Guess what we just signed. We just signed what I would call the equivalent of Eldorado walls too. And if you go to our website and you look at, you just go to F, look Google F9 Productions Eldorado Walls. That is a super modern, really cool interior project, and we just got a client uh, uh, with with de- with good fees from that. It works. You have to weed out the tire. Sometimes there's tire kickers, but sometimes you're trying to gear your system for the tire kickers. And like if you make twenty percent on them, what what is the problem? Yep. So
0: um, did the first Eldorado Dorado Walks bingo that too? Yep. Another thing. So I just went to a sales meeting. Oh, how'd it go? So the husband, um, he just walked around Boulder, found signs, and that's how he found architects and, and builders and stuff like that. Uh, and then I, I have a in-depth story to tell you a little bit later. Okay. Uh, but anyways, his, they kept looking. So to me, it says they're not finding what they want. Mm. I asked how they found me and she goes, Oh, the, the internet, because we are 25 to 35 minutes away from them. Yep. Um, and so that's another way. I mean, there there's what so were much you there.
1: saying earlier this week that like, uh, so we are basically, and I'm glad Al came to this conclusion that's always been my conclusion of uh, like
0: are we we are
1: we're a billboard on the internet
0: yes, yeah, our are we we have billboards everywhere. That was the uh, on the internet, things. yep. Um, last quote, good through the end of the year and the first quarter of next year with current backlogs. So we are expecting a slowdown in the first and second quarter of 2024. 30 person firm. Yep. In the West. Um, so we, we've talked to some of our engineers and, and, and myself with the people in the business group, it seemed like September was a, quite a slowdown. Um, n- now at it least was, inquiries wise, hundred percent. Yep. It was yep. bad. Now, besides, if one per project didn't kind of get put on the slow burner, we'd be like at a boiling point of of, of work. Um, yeah. Th- yep. Uh, Spruce, so Bruce. Basically, they're still slow playing that because yeah. Jason was telling me yesterday. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I you, heard about it. Yeah. You guys don't have to go to site plan review. I about I fell over. <laughs> you heard this? <laughs> no. Did you? <laughs> I hope you flailed. I did. <laughs> but you haven't heard this about no, th- no. that. That's what th- what was told Jason.
0: Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I know about all that. Yeah. I don't I don't know about your reaction. Oh, fair I wasn't yeah, you firm. can
1: imagine. He's yeah. definitely he's a pretty uh, super straight, but flamboyant man.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um. Oh, so, yeah, that I mean, I think that's where we're at. I think uh, I think projects are going to be harder to come by. So you have to up your game. Yep. Get out there and crush it. Can, can I can I just I want to sidetrack us? Nope. I, I just want to skip. Yeah, I want to skip and go to this one. Oh sure. Oops, I already. Had yeah, this. you
1: don't have to rant about the, but I do want you at some point to talk about that because it's like I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that bullet point. Yeah, you can switch it because I want you to, uh, I want you to
0: talk about it on the next show at least. No, 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 I'm going to talk about it. Oh, okay. So,
1: so just sorry.
0: Yep. Okay. Paul sets the table for November pause. Warns of more hike, uh, rate hikes if economy heats up. So basically, our last sentence of things are going to be harder to get, so you better be on your game is because of this. He signaled that the central bank could hold rates steady at the next policy meeting, but warned that inflation is still too hot and that more interest rates increase are still possible if the economy stays surprisingly hot, right? So, back when they started raising rates, I was watching recaps of him like literally word for word rather than people just paraphrasing what he would say and he kept saying hire for longer and they kept asking him especially because politicians republicans kept asking him don't you think you should tell the government they should stop spending because doesn't that make your job harder because huh. you ha- right huh. and he kept repeating i don't tell Senators, congressmen, and the presidents what to do? That's not my job. Okay, okay, not in the job description. Jerome. Not in the job oh, description. Fair enough. Okay, but it's pretty logical if you follow any reasoning that any just A to B, A to B that it does make his ho- job a Absolutely. lot harder. It seems very basic to me. This is a basic just yep. Logic. And one of the other things that they won't say outright, but is they'll say out of the side of the mouth and we know what it means. One, they want to cool, um, the labor market because they want to cool, cool. Uh, what do they call it? Income inflation. The way to cool (laughs) income inflation is to have people be laid off. So you don't have to pay people as much. So the fed right now is actively trying to get inflation higher This is not an opinion. This is an absolute fact, right? Which is devastating for people. Yes. Here's my conspiracy theory that I don't even think is a conspiracy. He's saying higher for longer. And I think he is not saying that because I mean he's saying that to let businesses know and people know. I don't think he's keeping them higher for longer because of anything business is doing, anything consumers doing it, I think he's doing it. Because he has to send the government a signal. He will not lower rates unless something breaks or the government stops spending money. Because the government gets their money by the Fed. And we're already spending 30% of tax dollars on interest. On the, on the debt, yeah. On, the, on just, interest. Just on the
1: interest. We're not even paying down the principal. Like, yep. we're not even
0: paying down the principal. So, literally, that's, that's why it's up. Like, that's why things are... Uh, you can't buy a car, a car for a decent rate because the loan rates are so high. You can't buy a house. That's why I know, uh, builders aren't building because land prices, the land people, this is what I heard from the horse's mouth. They aren't lowering their prices. Right. And then now they have higher interest rates. Literally the verbatim word from a developer that we worked with way in the past said nothing pencils out. Yeah, nothing. and that that's exactly... Nothing.
1: Yep, and that's what we're hearing from current develop So people not only, pr- I would say, call that a prospecting developer, but a developer, developer, current developer, where they're in yep. the mi- middle of it. Same thing. Over the whole summer, that's all we heard. Nothing pencils. Th-
0: verbatim. Yep. So what we're getting in exchange for not getting houses and not getting the free market moving is we are getting roads, whatever government buildings, and missiles. Yeah. That's what we're getting. Pretty neat. Yeah
1: pretty neat.
0: So the the doomsday scenario is Jeez. how how long, how nimble and how fast does the government pivot? Not very fast, no. So unless something breaks, they're going to keep it high until the government realizes maybe we should spend relatively close to what we bring in. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah, we'll see. Might be a decent idea. It's crazy. We'll see
1: uh beautiful okay not really but uh all right al <laughs> panelists gore so uh i am at 2 p.m. mountain standard time a, i am speaking at the AIA Colorado CKLDP future of architecture session panel 2 so i'm speaking on a panel there and that's uh, pretty exciting. It's going to be at the Roland Broughton office at 1830 Blake Street, Suite 200. Let's see if they record it. Maybe we'll publish it on the show. I don't know yet. Uh, actually, I interviewed it, Ro- Roland Broughton. Uh, Roland Broughton. I don't know if you know this, Al. And in, I don't think it was the Aspen office. I'm pretty sure it was the Denver office. And now it's coming full circle. Your boy is giving a little lecture there. Uh, so they've got some panelist questions, and I'm, so we're going to ask Al. Let's, Let's see yeah. if we can burn through these. Ready? In what ways do you believe your firm is preparing itself to be a leader in the future of this industry?
0: Leads. (laughs) Leads. Leads. Unpack it a little bit. Because if we get leads, then we get clients, then we can influence the built world. And if we're influencing the built world, we're influencing the profession. And we're leading it. Yeah. You got it. Uh, Number two, what
1: are some of the things you are currently doing to prepare yourself for what the future of architecture may bring? Leads. (laughs) Leads. Wow, this guy. Number three, in which I'm sure we can all agree Mm -hmm. that sustainability is the present and future direction of this industry. In what ways are you and your firms implementing design principles and standards to ensure a more sustainable future, Al Gore? There's actually
0: two. There's a two-part thing. Uh, One is a a strong advocate for basic fundamentals, meaning two-foot increments, solar orientation, Um, decent, decent insulation strategies, um, sometimes passive cooling, uh, you know, uh, the basics, the basics, uh, energy, take care of 90%
1: of the base. Can we take care of 90% of the basement,
0: uh, the basics from the, from the beginning? Yep. And then a strong advocate that the actual only future for sustainable energy and clean energy is nuclear. And to know that and to say it loudly and proudly.
1: Oh, man. Should I make their heads explode today, guys? Yep. And say that? Nu- and
0: then, and then, 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 yeah. And I'll go micro, micro nuclear too, because yeah. it's got to be localized. Yeah. Part and, of it. And say, <laughs> I have a group. The slogan is Nuke the World.
1: Nuke the World. <laughs> Number four, what are some of the things you did as a young professional to put your future self
0: in the best position to, to succeed? I started sketching and drawing floor plans and elevations, uh, probably. Whatever, how old you are in sixth grade, fifth grade, something, whatever that is. I don't know, 10, maybe. Um, And then I volunteered uh, for Habitat for Humanity. I got building experience. I took so many different drafting classes. It was insane and was just focused immediately from the beginning. Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing that both of us did
1: is discipline equals freedom. We were always the people that showed up first to studio, left last um, controlled our drinking and partying in college oh, and cru- it took, and, and it took some time it. for me. Yeah, that's fair. It took all of us some time. Uh, who are some of the
0: leaders inside the industry you've looked up to and why? Ooh, I, I look up to the stark Um, I, I do like them. I think they're pushing design and stuff like that. I think that some of the zeitgeist is maybe not looking up to them in the sense of, um, they want sustainability and, uh, diversity and, all these other things that buzzwords. Yeah. All these other buzz, buzzwords. Um, so honestly, old school, old school starchitects. architects. I don't, I don't know if that's the best answer. Mine
1: would be, I'm just going to, yeah. So I'll jump in here. Mine would be, mine would be um, the, the architects who had the balls to take on the master builder position, Frank Lloyd Wright, the, 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 the modern father of that, he was out there showing them literally the rocks like and West, for example, this is a goose egg. This is some other thing he would call it, yep. and pick them out and really understand, you really understand the building materials and pushing it to the limits in that way. And then Jonathan Segal out yes. in San Diego, hundred percent, huge one because that's his, what his practice is exactly. He's freed himself from the anxiety of clients and he, we lo, we, we, and that's his position, not ours. His was, was like, I don't want clients to de- Like I, sh- I'm the client. So he's put himself in that de- developer position yep. in that kind of way.
0: I want to circle back to the question about what you did to set yourself up, okay. up for success because some of that question might be be geared towards young architects and architects in training rather than middle schoolers, right? I mm-hmm. doubt there'll be many middle schoolers there. What I want to implement and what I would suggest and what we would do here, and I would basically force you to do it, but you'd have no problem with it. Um, anyone that we hire for the first year, every week, Monday, you know, like when they're leaving work, Friday after work, you are going to a job site. And you are just visiting it every week so that you can see the progress. Maybe maybe we time it so that one of our foreman's there. Well, we should there. give
1: them like a challenge. They should, we should go in and we should say, take a look at the detail that was, example. Take a look at the detail that was drawn here. Go out or pick a detail out yourself where yep. it's at in the current construction project. Go look at how it's installed in the field. Yep. And we want you to talk about it for five minutes with us the next week or something. Yep. Stuff I w- like that.
0: I want you to look at the foundation plan and then go out and see the foundation. I want you to look at the first fl- floor framing plan and structural plan, then go out there and look at it. And I know that some of it, sometimes construction is slow, but like you, you need to get a whole year. And, and I would challenge them if we had it to like go to the same project, unless like one is sitting there for like two months because of whatever. Okay. Then go to another project. Right. Yeah. But yeah, Biggest, biggest knowledge gain you could ever get. Yep. Do
1: you see the, any benefits of AI technology within the architecture space? If if so, what are they? If not, why do you feel this way?
0: Absol- absolutely. It's going to be probably a bigger jump from CAD to BIM. And it's probably going to be a faster jump. It's going to be a bigger... Uh, it's going to be a faster jump than Pencil to CAD. Um, and it's hopefully just going to eliminate a whole bunch of things. Uh, one of the things I could see in the future is that You have an app or a service on, let's just say Revit for now, Mm -hmm. that you can train it on all of your models and designs and stuff like that. So it's trained on your own library of stuff. And you might be able to literally sketch out a floor plan, import it, and then say, okay, based off of our residential template in this style, make this to our standard. Yeah. And literally just populate. Yeah. What is the and, biggest? And that's the key. It has to be trained on your stuff.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that. What is the biggest threat to the architecture industry and how do we combat it?
0: Um, Please say architects. Yeah, but, but, but I don't <laughs> want sh- to. I want to say. I, I, I do, but then I, I don't want to be too negative too because honestly, people are trying their best. People are trying their best and it's a perspective issue. Right? Yeah. It's a perspective issue. Yeah,
1: perspective. Maybe that is one of the best ways you could put. I could put it as I would say the biggest threat of the architecture architecture industry is perspective. Yeah. What is your perspective, in as it pertains to your business? Are you a service based business? Are you a I'm going to design pretty buildings and inflate my ego business? Are you a I'm going to I'm going to serve you know the clients? Like what is it?
0: Yeah. The other thing I would say is, it's perspective. Perspective to know how to focus and give value right and cut out the fluff cut out the fluff um what was the i don't know if i'm hitting
1: you got it okay what is the biggest challenge for leaders in the architecture profession (laughs) leads
0: that um the biggest challenge then after leads is demonstrating and and showing your value Value, yeah yep that is that is the challenge how do you hey. how do you how do you get them to prove the value? How do you get them to
1: sign the contract with the sticker shock? Because you're the first one that gives them the sticker shock. You are, and then how do you demonstrate your value? That like how do you, how do you make it one to one?
0: Yep. Here's the other the other biggest threat, uh, building departments and bureaucracies. Thank you. Honestly, it's a huge threat. That's the biggest. That's one of the biggest threats to the
1: architecture industry because it's a it's a big threat to the the. Real estate industry as a whole, and it's if, it, if the system is gummed up to where we cannot even that we can't get through
0: it yep your buildings are going to die so here's an example from literally building a better company group. this is in the east coast porch edition it's literally seven thousand bucks maybe maybe twelve thousand bucks right the the I think it's the county said, oh, you need um a soils report you need uh a survey. Obviously, this isn't even close to the setbacks. Um, then you need an engineering grading plan, and all this. Uh, he tallied up. He got all those quotes. It was over seventeen thousand dollars. Oh my God! Just for the soft costs. For the soft costs for a seven thousand. It's like a four by eight. N- Nahb.
1: Are you hearing this? National Association of Home Builders, who puts out. The the statistics where it says like, you know, these averages of like 35
0: percent of the cost of your new house is yep.
1: in the bureaucracy. Well, that one is an example of hundred percent.
0: I, I wanna go back and, and 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 then really focus on instead of shitting on architects, which we do out of love, um it's it, tough love, everybody. It's, it's tough love. Is who else has the knowledge and the power to fight against this? If you don't, who will? A homeowner who just wants to barely get through it once and then run from it and then be like, I never want to deal with yeah. these people again. Or you. Take up the mantle, talk tough to the building and planning officials. Fight a little bit. You can go to city council. You can I've done this before. You can tell them that they suck. You can call in a reviewer and, and call in their boss and go have a meeting and tell them that they suck. I've done this. Um, it's painful. I do not care. This it, you're literally threatening like human civilization. hundred <laughs> percent. It's yep. not a joke. Yeah. I,
1: I get how some people might think that's hyperbole, but it's, but it's a hundred percent true in that sort of way. Let's see what question are we on here? Uh, what are some skills you think we
0: as a, as future leaders need to develop? Um, okay. I'll answer that. E- text the group and tell them I'll lean when we're, when we're done. Okay. Future skills. <clears throat> Uh, this is all, it, it's going to go back to <laughs> leads, getting getting actual work, and then actually knowing how to run a, a profitable, smooth firm. And here's what I'm getting at. That was me. Yep, Mr. I know, Mr. Blingy. Here's what I'm getting at yeah. is that I think a lot of uh, architects and, and high level architects cover cover up their inefficiencies through just high fees. They uh-huh. they, yeah. they, they cover it up. Yeah right this guy. this guy is killing today and, and, and i'm very serious about it i meaning, know meaning like I, i've heard a story about an architect covering some construction costs because i think they were literally in in cad and like the the floor plan boxes didn't match didn't line up right i think that they can sit there and spin spin their wheels um and literally just waste time money and effort because they just have high fees. And I'm not against high fees. I'm about appropriating those high fees in a way that's structured so that you're streamlined, so that your employees and yourself can make decent money for the value that you bring, and then you can focus on that value. And that value just isn't design. It's design, constructability. It does go with the environment, with those basics and and all that. But if you just have high fees, um, those firms are not structured well. I've been in those high-end firms. Yep. They're not I've, structured we well. Were,
1: I was laid off from that high-end firm. Yeah, who? I hope one of the principals is there. Yeah, at this panel today. I'm not yeah. joking. Uh, yeah, that will be beautiful. Full circle. Uh, what's yeah? What skill? What new skills do you think architects and designers will have to learn to be effective in the new future? Isn't that what I said? Oh, sorry. Do you think project teams will look the same in the future? If not, how may they evolve?
0: Yeah. Uh, i get i get some of the remote work and, and things like that um but i i I still think you have to come together and, and here's what I'm getting at so I teach at cu and I, I took my kids did I tell you I took my kids to class no no both of them yep both of them both of them because it was the constructing design mm-hmm. so it was the sketching portion right uh less than half of the class showed up and you know that, like, we literally share what we're doing. I am pretty sure, I, I don't know exact number, but I might make attendance 50% of their grade. Wow. So, like, each, and what that means is, like, each, normally it's one point for, like, class and a lab. Like, that's going to be five points. I know. And then. and Minus
1: 10%, I'm like, you guys can screw up your grade.
0: But. <coughs> and then, if,
1: and then the other caveat you should put in is if they miss more than X amount, like five or something like that. Yep. Like then you can say you're dropping a whole grade. ENBD makes this all possible. I told you about this, but we can talk about it. Yeah, later. yeah.
0: But I want to make it 50%. And and if they argue yeah. back, which is um, easy, like do you think I drive down here and I show up for just to, for for me to record a video and for you to watch it? Like I could just record videos and send it to you. It's proven that that is inefficient at teaching. It's proven that that's not a good way to learn. Yep. So... It's gonna be fifty percent of your grade. Yeah. No, it's so funny. Remember uh, who was that libertarian uh, for president who smoked a little too much weed and didn't know Aleppo for like half a second? Uh, Gary, Gary Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> one of his one of his great things when he when he talked about when he was running for president is he's like, well, with business, he made a great construction firm, hundred person construction firm, crushed. Yep. Started installing closets and crushed. Yep. And then it, his first step was showing up. Yep. And that like subs to get. We know. went,
1: we went, Al and I went and saw him in person when he was running and it was, it was a, it was a, before he started smoking all the weed, I think he was too much weed way too much before he did all that and like ruined his brain literally on the campaign. The guy was high on the campaign trail it was unbelievably yeah. disgusting. But when he was sober, giving the lectures, it was more motivational speech than anything. Yep. Like just personal responsibility and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we got to fly through these last ones. How, many, how might the role of an architect in construction administration evolve in the future? <sighs> I,
0: I, I, don't. Th- it may or may not evolve. If you have a good contractor, it probably won't. Um, if you dabble in the construction field, it should evolve, meaning I just saw a very high-end house from an architect that knows how to design, and the people in the field were trying to figure out the HVAC. Oh, no. And here's my thought process. <laughs> the contractor isn't going to bitch and tell the architect that he sucks because he gets multi million dollars home from this guy and he's at twenty like, percent minimum. Yep. So, so he knows. Hey, with with these architects, I just got to figure out the HVAC after the fact. There's nothing I can do about it. I just bite the bullet. If you were an architect and a builder and you actually have to deal with that, you go. There's no reason why I should be having to deal with this headache when I know my staff in the architecture firm can spend six hours with coordination and it's all solved and I don't have to cut through things and, and blah, blah, blah. So that's one way Perfect. I'm I
1: love it. that. Post pandemic, we saw the world of remote and hybrid work become more of a necessity than ever
0: before. Do you think this format of work is here to stay? Yeah, but I think it needs to be hybrid. I, I don't think it can be uh, totally remote. I think, I think they're going to lose out. Um, yeah. I mean, they're going to get out competed. Yeah. And, we have all heard the phrase, history always
1: repeats itself. What is something we as future leaders should learn from and do better in the future?
0: History already repeats itself.
1: I like to say it rhymes. History rhymes more than repeats. Like, it's close. It's never 100%. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll lead you a little bit here. We're We keep talking about the Fed. We keep talking about the interest rates. We keep talking about the various pressures. It fe- it, so it's not exactly 2008, but it's certainly kind of rhyming with I, those I, factors.
0: I, I agree, and, and uh, this is less architecture, but but more the government that re- relates back to architecture. Governments, all governments, before they die, they get over bloated and over bureaucratic. Yeah, that is what's happening, and it kills the whole system, and it kills architecture, and it kills whatever industry that you're in. It is absolutely crazy that this is seen, known, understood and not acted upon to change
1: yeah it's madness it's madness uh last one as you hire and also teach the next generation of architects Al Gore what trends do you see emerging from the university setting
0: I actually see more trends of university actually trying to get more practical I know that there's all this woke nonsense to be completely honest and it uh a good portion of it is nonsense I I I mean we could sit there and argue about it but we don't actually need to because yeah. they are doing a decent job of thinking about how to be practical how how to put skills and knowledge in students. They're
1: hiring people like Alan Lance? Yep. Practicing architects.
0: Yep. And and uh I think that they are moving in that direction and I think that it's a great thing. Yeah. And and I think it's been a process and I think it's very very hard to do. Yeah, it's like Nick says Nick, is,
1: Nick, by the way, who's about to read for us, give a, a little shout-out to Nick Renard, dig architecture, down there in Jacksonville, crushing it, killing it. Uh, we often go one, two... In society, it seems like we go way too far to the left. Then we go way too far to the right. And really, the answer is usually somewhere in the middle as it pertains to the solution. Yep. yep. So we're overcorrecting is the word to use. Uh, all right, Nick. Here's Nick with Nick Reads.
0: Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. In our high-tech, high-skilled economy, where low-skilled work is being scaled back, phased out, exported, or severely undercompensated, all the right behavior in the world won't create better jobs with more pay. Michael Dyson. Toodles! I don't know where to go with that. I don't know where to go with that either, Nick.
1: I like it. Uh, it's true. And, and we need to,
0: we, Jerome Powell, we need you to get out of the way.
1: Please, please get out of the way. Yes. So Let we, the
0: economy make what the economy wants. Yep. Yeah, exactly. What do we got next, Al? Let's uh, bring down the crew for ARE Jeopardy. Let's go. Question number one. In which architectural style would one expect to find ornate decorations, dramatic forms and a strong emphasis on grandeur and opulence? Would it be A, Baroque, B, Gothic, C, Modernism or D, Rococo? Rococo. <laughs> uh, both of you are wrong. Baroque. Stamps.
1: Stamps, please.
0: Um, Ornate, though. Uh, Okay, number two. Which of the following materials is commonly used for load-bearing structural elements in contemporary high-rise construction? Is it A, timber? B, steel? C, brick? D, concrete? Steel, steel, you are correct.
1: Lance. Okay, number three. Sorry, Rebecca emailed me. Number three, according to the International Plumbing Code, what is the minimum required size for a trap on a lavatory sink in a commercial building? Is it A, 1.25 inches, B, 1.5 inches, C, 2 inches, or D, 2.5 inches? It should be a layup. Correct answer is B, 1.5 inches. According to the International Residential Code, what is the minimum required height of a handrail for residential stairways? Is it a 28 inches, b 30 inches, c 34 inches, d 36 inches? The correct answer is c 34 inches because it can be between
0: 34 and 38. Yes.
1: Sorry. Are you tired? Ty- okay, tiebreaker. Tiebreaker.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll watch for. Wh- okay,
1: according to the International Building Code, what is the minimum required fire resistance rating for the structural frame of a Type Two
0: A building? Jason, one. Where are we going? To
1: a restaurant. Okay. Nice. Nice. All right, we gotta get we gotta jet. If you like this episode, you know what to do. Positive comments, leave us a five star review. We'll see you next week. <laughs>